Welcome to today's Conduit Q&A session. My name is Jerry Bierman, owner-operator of Learn Glass. I've got my recurring, well, you're my friend. You're not my recurring friend. <laughs> you're a recurring visitor now. True. Shana Hall from Cambria, Europe. What do you, what do, you do there? Market representative. One of these things. <laughs> Market representative. Market maker. That's so, and you've been you've been in this profession for how many years? Six years. Six years. Yeah. So, one of the things that we, you and I, find really interesting is that all, as leaders, we're going through very similar challenges all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, to get perspective from uh, from another leader to say, "Hey, um, how how are you thinking about these challenges? How are you thinking about these issues?" So, I'll start with the first one that I have heard my entire life, but I, I'm interested in your perspective on mm -hmm. this. When you hear the term lonely at the top, mm -hmm. so, so somebody says, hey, Shana, you know, as you're pursuing leadership and mm -hmm. growth and development, just remember it's lonely at the top. What does mm -hmm. that mean to you? Yeah, so I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, to me, I think isolation, isolated mm. at the top is a more appropriate word than lonely. Wow. Um, because, you know, for me, when I am succeeding and I'm achieving the goals and finding the next challenge that I want to meet, I would, I don't feel lonely because I am fulfilled by, by that goal, but it is isolated. I, I am alone. And, and to me, I think it's because it, it takes a really unique individual to be on that certain wavelength to really, you know, always be pushing to go to the top and push it further and push it further. And there are a few individuals who really share that wavelength with you. Mm -hmm. So those that do and share that tenacity and, and share that drive that you do, they have their own ideas, their own, their own, mm -hmm. you know, businesses that they're growing. So they're doing it on their own. So everyone that's really operating at that wavelength is, mm -hmm. is off on their own doing it and rising again and rising again. And, sure. and there's few that can keep up with that. So. Yeah. I, again, I think isolation is the, is the appropriate word. So there. then, so so going a little bit deeper on the word isolation, is that a choice? Do you think leaders choose to be isolated? Yes and no. Okay. Um, I, I do. You know, I think that it's hard when when you're as a leader. I think one of the most difficult things as a leader is that connectivity and bringing others along with you because you're thinking so far ahead that you're just mm -hmm. again. I keep using the word wavelength. You're just thinking at it two different ways. So I think that, yes, you do, you know, you go and, and there's ones that can't keep up. And then it's also as you, you're like, it's just easier. It's just easier yeah. for me to just push it. And not saying that that's the right answer. That's yeah. not the right thing. Um, but sometimes it is just easier to do it on your own. And again, those that think you can feel frustrated because people don't share that passion or share that drive with you. And again, those that do have their own grandiose ideas. So they're going to conflict with yours. Um, so I, I think yes and no is a choice. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because I was just reflecting on, remember Dave, well, yeah. I say remember, <laughs> Dave Green's a mutual friend of ours, and Dave is... I mean, it's been three months since I've seen him. That that's right, yeah. <laughs> um, Dave is one of the most respected guys within the residential trades in Cincinnati, mm -hmm. and um, so he's, uh, he's my age-ish. And so one of the things that, that I find interesting about leaders like Dave and leaders like yourself is um, you being on the younger end of the spectrum compared to Dave, for sure. He's much older. You know, from the same I'm almost out of my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one of the things that's, that's great is that these leaders, people like yourself and like Dave, have chosen not to be isolated. They've mm -hmm. chosen to uh, be connected and network with each other. And, you know, to your point, and Ash mentioned this yesterday, Ash Casper was here yesterday, and she said the same thing, is that you have to make that 
choice mm-hmm. to not be mm-hmm. uh, isolated. And um, we learn, we do all get better together. So mm-hmm. it's a, it, it really is a great, it's a great reminder for me. Okay, next question. Um, as a, and, and again, with your success in Cambria, mm-hmm. um, that the, some of the newer market reps coming into Cambria might be reaching out to you mm-hmm. or some of your vendor partners might be coming yeah. to you. And one of the questions or one of the comments leaders make uh, is, you know, everybody's coming to me, you know, for answers to questions. Yeah. So when you hear, when you've personally experienced that, mm-hmm. or you hear other leaders say, gosh, it's exhausting. Everybody keeps coming to me for questions. Yeah. What does that, what does that mean to you? Yeah. And, and I mean, to your point, you know, I've, I've been at Cambria for six years and we have had several new reps that have started in the last few years. And, and I reach out to all of them. And when I find out they're in orientation, I want to make that connection because again, to mm-hmm. avoid that, that isolation, um, you know, they're all over North America. So I want them to feel welcome to the yeah. family, know who to go to for questions. Um, I, I call Cambria the family, yeah. um, but and, and as well as students, I've made it a really, you know, a, a really a mission of mine here in the Cincinnati, Lexington, Kentucky areas to really get to know students that are just about to graduate because I think it's really important that they have those industry connections. You know, these design students, they they need to know who's hiring, they need to know mm-hmm. they need to know product, they need to know all of these things, and no one really ever focuses on that group. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've also made it the point, you know, they'll call me to ask me questions about how to fill out their resume. And you're correct. I have, there's probably times I've complained or, you know, been, ah, yeah. you know there, but I honestly think it is one of the utmost compliments that you can get from For anybody. Sure. I do. I think that, you know, people go to who they trust and who they know will guide them. I, I always think back to the quote of, there's a quote that's like, you know, never, you never know who's watching you. You never know who's, yeah. who's what. I, I don't remember it exactly. Yeah. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Um, but it's true. You know, you don't know who you're inspiring and you mm-hmm. don't know who's looking up to you. So, you know, and, and think of yourself. We all started somewhere. I have questions still. I have to call people for questions. Yeah. And do I want them turning around and saying, you're calling me yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I think that it's, you know, we all have to help each other. We all know something that someone else doesn't know. So I, to me, I think that it is it's a huge compliment when people come to you or trust you mm-hmm. to guide in their, in their That's success. Good. All right. So we're coming, I don't know if we're coming out of COVID, but, but whatever, <laughs> we've, whatever we've experienced <laughs> for the last few months, mm-hmm. uh, and then now with the racial tensions, uh, uh the awareness of, uh, racial issues, mm-hmm. um, and the tensions and just the unsettledness, um, what is your, what's your current view of the market conditions? Like, mm-hmm. what do you see? And this is whatever yeah. July first, twenty twenty. You know, what do you, what do you, what do you, what are you experiencing with the current market mm-hmm. conditions? So, you know, the first few weeks of, of COVID, of whatever, you know, the stay at home order is where yeah. I where yeah, I yeah. tend to start. Um, was terrifying. Yeah. You know, everyone was getting furloughed, laid off from all of these companies around us, and it was really scary. I've not lived through anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, even in two thousand eight, I was just graduating high school. Um, so, I mean, I didn't even experience that recession fully. Yeah. So it was terrifying for me as someone who's spent the last eight years really building up a career. Um, and, and to me, I was actually shockingly surprised by how business stayed 
going and stayed yeah. strong. You know, here in Ohio, the trade was, you know, our trade was deemed essential. So mm-hmm. that's great. And we were able to continue working. And um, I think that it kind of reset our, our culture a little bit, which will help our industry. You know, people spend more time at home. They had mm-hmm. they had three months inside to look at how much they hate their kitchen or hate their bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, you know, they had money set aside for vacations that they don't get to take now. So um, it's actually... I know what silver lining is, is our industry. I think people just realize the importance of your home and your, your personal space and your family and, and having that, that, you know, it's the heart of the home. It's the space there with them. Yeah. Um, so, so it's actually been positive. It, you know, it's been hard. There have been businesses that they didn't make it or, you know, and, and my heart breaks for them and, um, you know, hopefully there's, there's room for them in other places of our yeah. industry, but we don't have a crystal ball of what that looks like going forward. Yeah. You know, it's still staying steadily strong, but, you know. Yeah. From everybody I talk to within the remodeling world mm-hmm. uh, echoes the same thing. Now, not having a crystal ball, <laughs> what do you look at as far as the future is concerned 12 yeah. months from now? What, yeah. do you, what do you view 12 months from now? What are you hearing? Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and this is coming from Cambria, in, in the product that we make, we are an American-made product. Um, non-porosity that word again it's a it's a it's a easily cleanable very safe commercially graded for food prep even um so it's a very you know i think that those things are heard very differently now the american made piece you know because our supply chain was not disrupted during this time and won't be moving forward even if covid comes back whatever Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like um so i think those things are, are positive for us because there's things that you know have been our sales pitch for 20 years and been our been our selling points and our value points for years and I think they're just heard very differently now. Again, I do feel like our culture kind of had a reset, a reshift of of things that are important. And I, you know, you see families together more. You see people out walking together. Um, you see, and, and they're at home. They're they're having dinner. They're grilling out at home rather than going to a restaurant. And, I do think that 12 months from now, I think that that will continue. I think that that was a nice, again, I keep saying reset, but mm-hmm. that's that's what it was. And I think that that will continue. And it was almost something that we kind of needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, assuming there's nothing major that, that comes back and shuts everything down again. And as long as we're still considered essential, I think that mm-hmm. we'll consistently trajectory looks good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's the same thing that, that, I, that I keep hearing as well. Mm-hmm. So the next 12 months, it is interesting, though, as you, you hit reset um, as a leader and definitely something that we can talk about later, but is that, gosh, as we're moving out of it and everything's full go for us, it's like, gosh, I wish I would have taken advantage of that. Right. I mean, that, that hindsight piece yes. is always, I wish I would have right. just enjoyed the solitude. <laughs> All right, next question. Uh, Shana, think of some thresholds uh, that you've overcome in business. Think of some in your whether it's your the past six years and mm-hmm. with Cambria, think of some some thresholds that you've crossed over, mm-hmm. um, and what skill helped you the most mm-hmm. or skills? Yeah, this one is a loaded question for me. Um, yeah, as we were talking prior to this, I was uh, I was twenty three when I started at Cambria. I had just been out of school for two years, and I, I did have a, a a job a career outside of the industry. Um, and, and I got into this and I found Cambria and I loved the brand and wanted to be a part of it. And again, 23 years old, 
no sales experience, no industry experience. I mean, who, who do I think I am? Perfect. Like, what am I doing? Well, they'd be a market right, rep. Right, right. Yeah. In, 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 in the Cambria market rep, and, and we were we joked prior when, when I was asked for my, my title, um, because it is a market representative. It is not a sales rep. I'm not That's viewed fair. as someone who comes to deliver samples and all I care about is the numbers and, and you know so forth. We are truly here to represent a brand in a marketplace and grow that here in this market and 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 help those individuals in the market grow their brands as well and grow their businesses alongside us as a partnership and that really is you know how i view my job how how i view what what i you know my role and responsibility here so to put a 23 year old into that role that is sought after as a leadership role like you know you go anywhere in north america and you find a cambria market representative they're going to be involved with the local organizations. They're going to be involved. You know, people will know their name because they're, you know, they're they're wanted and encouraged and hired to be these leaders of the market. So to put someone who has literally no experience in that role, I look at that. You know, I'm almost thirty here in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Looking at that as a twenty three year old, it is just it's it's crazy to me. I thought I like knew it all. I thought I had the role figured out. Um, so, you know, that was tough and it was hard walking into some of these meetings with business owners who have been in business for 30, 40 years, you know, they looked at me as, you know, again, who yeah. are you? What, why do you want me to tell you this? Um, and I think a few things have helped me with that. I think one of the things is, is I'm, I'm a lifelong learner. That is, you know, I, I love to learn. I loved, you know, I, I, I can never know enough every day. I want to learn more. I, you know, I listen to podcasts. I, I'm a member of masterclass. I'm just always wanting to learn everything outside of outside of my realm of what I'm doing. Um, so I think that that really helped me. For sure. I also think, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I think leadership is an innate skill set. I think that some I, you can grow it, you can groom it and, and make it better and you can learn. But I do think that some people just have an innate leadership and want to lead. Um, I would, you know, mm-hmm. I, I feel that I, I possess that and can work well with others. And, and I like to take the lead. I like to you know, get things done and, and take the lead on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also my commitment, you know, I'm committed to the mm-hmm. brand. I'm, I'm a committed. I'm a loyal person. I'm committed to my customers. I'm committed to helping them. And, and if I tell mm-hmm. you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, one of the most obvious things, I think, you know, I'm, I'm a female in a male-dominated industry. So mm-hmm. being a female as a 23-year-old walking in, again, who are you, mm-hmm. Miss, Mr. Builder, who, who you know, has, has other things to worry about? Yeah. Um, there, was, there was a lot of that. And I think that, my, I'm, you know, my integrity really helped me with that, with these, with these business owners, because I can be trusted with confidential information. I can mm-hmm. have business discussions. And be trusted and be trusted also that I'm, I'm, it's the integrity for not only my brand, but for theirs. If it's not a fit, we're going to have that conversation because I don't want to hurt their brand either. So I would say um, integrity really helped me overcome that as well. So that, so again, going back to, to skills that helped you cross thresholds, mm-hmm. integrity, leadership, being a learner, mm-hmm. um, and just being committed. Mm-hmm. So, which is great. Is there... Is there a skill, next question, is there a skill that surprised you? You're like, wow, I didn't know, I didn't know I would need this skill. Like, so if you and I would have had this conversation six and a half years ago, and we said, hey, you're, you're about to be a market rep, Mm -hmm. what skills do you need to bring to the table? You may have listed these four. Yeah, absolutely. What skill would you not have listed back Mm -hmm. then that you would add today? I would say sense of humor. 
Um, and, and I actually learned this, I just recently in January was installed as the president for the local NKBA chapter here. And, you know, President. El Presidente. El Presidente. Well, running that, I, I think I, I really learned you have to have a sense of humor because there's going to be tension in, in some meetings across, you know, whoever it is, whether it's members or or just in any business meeting. Yeah. Um, I think it really lightens the mood. I think that, you know, when I when I look at my peers and if we're working on a task together, if the mood is lighter, it's amazing what people want to do or what will do when they want to do it versus yeah. when they have to do it. So keeping yeah. your employees, your your yeah. members, your peers, whoever it is, keeping the mood light, keeping the tension light. You're not taking yourself so right. serious. Right, right. When I mess up, I can yes. admit it and laugh about it now yeah. because I have a sense of humor about yeah. it. And I, I just good. think everyone has a different perspective on sense of humor. So that's I think good. that, you know, a good sense of humor can really lighten the yeah, mood and, and ease tension. That's good. <laughs> take yourself yeah so serious it's good that's yeah. a good identity piece too yeah yeah i i totally <laughs> I, I totally resonate with that as well i think that's a great i think that's a great skill um okay last question for today mm-hmm. um from a leader's perspective so you leading uh in, in different arenas over the past six years um what are some of the questions that you have for other leaders like um, you know, within our tribe, we've okay. got access to people I've mentioned, like Dave Green. I mentioned Ash was here yesterday. Mm-hmm. Other leaders, what what question would you have or questions mm-hmm. would you have for other leaders? Yeah, a few of them that I have. Um, the first being, how do you prioritize your, how do you prioritize when you can't physically do it all? Like, I'm, I'm such a Yes, man. Yes, woman, I guess. And I want to, I I truly want to be a part of everything. I want, but I know that I physically can't do it. I'm a mom of an athlete and have, you know, I I can't physically be everywhere all the time. So how do you prioritize that to where, you know, you commit to to certain things and then other things you're just not able to partake in? And how do you balance that out? And how do you select what you're doing Mm -hmm. and manage that time? That's a great question. That's a great question. You know, it's interesting is Ash asked the exact yeah. So I can't call her to ask her. Well, I, but I think one of the things that you, that leaders, that female leaders with young children, um, some, of, some, of the, some of the constraints, some of the obstacles that you guys go through is different than what men go through, right? So um, I can't relate to a lot of the same things that a mom with a profession and a child I, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask. So, but, but maybe like Ash would be a good person to ask. How do you prioritize that? Yeah. Or some of the, some of the ladies like Kelly Clark mm-hmm. that has navigated this, who she's still a young lady, but she's got uh, grown mm-hmm. uh, uh, children. And so how did she navigate that mm-hmm. with her career and her spouse? Yeah. And um, it's doable. It, it is doable. We see a lot of you. It's very inspiring to see a lot of what you guys do. Um, as leaders in that mm-hmm. leaders that are uh, women moms, it's it's really inspiring what you guys um, what you guys do. So, and you never know. To your point, you never know who's watching, mm-hmm. and you never know who's being inspired by you. And so, um, one of the things that I would try to teach my kids is don't sell yourself short. Mm-hmm. Right, that you've got especially people like yourself, Shana, that are somebody that is learning and growing. And for you to share what you're what you're learning and, and, and growing about, because you never know the audience that might say, "Gosh, that's a really good point." I didn't think of it that way. Our, our mutual friend Paul Boucher talks about 
being engaged in questions um, that disrupt somebody's thought uh, pattern, mm -hmm. right? That when you can engage in conversation or ask questions that disrupt somebody's thought, or these questions, a lot of these were created by Bowser, that you say, hey, I really had to think about that. Yeah. That's a good question. It's a yeah. good question. So anyway, thanks again for being here, Shana. Appreciate your time.